I love John Mulaney like I love dogs. everybody welcome back to another episode of also also we're your hosts mara and laney hi on today's episode we are once again continuing the stranger things streak we'll be covering stranger things 2 today this time we're going to be changing up the format a teensy bit are we yeah right how because we're not just like recounting every scene oh yeah (laughs) oh my apologies. Anyway, so the season starts off with oh good, we can get into the note. What the one, one of the two notes I made for the season. Um, you made s- more notes than that. No, 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 no. I meant like actual notes while I was watching. Oh, <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> the show, the whole show starts off with us being introduced to Kali and her group of misfits in what I thought was Chicago. But it's apparently Pittsburgh. <laughs> I don't know when that was made clear, but I missed the memo. I think there's a sign that says Pittsburgh. That's highly plausible. I'm pretty possible. sure it's in Pittsburgh. I just thought it was Did Chicago. Did I just pull this out of my ass? Because Eleven goes to Chicago, right? Well, yeah, but they hunt down the people. The people don't all okay. live in Chicago. See, and here's my question. See, and here's where my questions come into play. Okay. Um, do you think they've ever been profiled? Like, at this point, they're basically serial killers, right? Yes, but I don't think in the 80s, especially the early 80s, I don't think serial killers were like a big thing and I don't think they really profiled them. Okay, well, point still being. Also, how long do you think they've been doing this? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I don't know. Okay. Um, I would say, well, here's the thing. Has it just been since the lab was shut down? Because why did all those people randomly stop working for Brenner? Especially when one says that they can never leave. So is it just when the lab is shut down? And at that point, how did Kali find out? Um, I'm sure that she kept an eye on Hawkins' lab. How? And saw it in the thing. Because remember, it hit all of the newspapers. No, that's in no, season two. That's in season two. <laughs> I'm a dummy. Um, I don't know. Okay, and then how did she convince people to just help her kill people? Well, they tell, they say, they tell Jane that, um, that Kali like saved them all. That they were all at like a really low point or like were basically nothing and like runaways and she like gave them a purpose she they say that she saved them um murdering people is not a purpose in life oh no i agree i didn't say it was i said that they <laughs> and say also it. no amount of someone making me not unalive myself um would ever cause me to unalive other people thank you <laughs> so and then why isn't the state or the FBI involved in this? Why is it just like local cops? But that takes it back to the, I thought it was in Chicago. I don't think so it, if it's everywhere. That would be why. I don't think it is just local cops. I think local cops are the ones that are the like first on the scene. Also, how do you think she hunts any of these people down? 
How did she get their pictures? How does she know where they live? How does she know any of this information? Not a single one of those people seems like they have a connection with cops to okay. me. You are asking me questions I don't know the answers yeah, to. Yeah, that's I know point. that she says it takes them a long time. But then if it takes them a long time, it's got to be more than just the year that they've been doing it. Yeah, I have no freaking clue. I think I asked all my questions. I ended okay. off with... Um, why was she fired? How did she explain her powers to them? And why Chicago? She wasn't fired. She was fired. She, I'm going to hit If you there is one so thing I know about hard. this show more than anything else, it is that Kali was fired from the lab. There's no other explanation. <laughs> There's so many other explanations. Absolutely not. All more plausible than her being Absolutely fired. Absolutely not. <laughs> it's the only one that makes sense. Oh my God. I hate you so much. Do you think she'll come back in volume two? She has to. Otherwise, or season five. She has to because they left too many like loose strings with that. And like, I feel like a lot of people were annoyed with that storyline. And a lot of people were annoyed that Kali was even a character. So I don't know. I don't know if they'll want to bring her back. I think they might be worried about like viewers getting really annoyed if they do. But. I can't stand the fact that like that whole the, like one of them is just out there running around and it's just like left up in the air. Like what have they been doing all this time? Yeah. You know? And also someone pointed out that in the game scene in episode one of volume one, they roll an 11 at the, oh, Dustin rolls an 11 and it doesn't succeed. But then Lucas scores and wins as number eight. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just got so scared by that. You were. That was the best. Anyway, I do have something to say on the Collie thing. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> um, I do think that a lot of people are annoyed by that storyline, which... I get and I don't get. I get because it was annoying and I don't like Holly and I just think the whole thing was like too much. But I think it was necessary to put in for like 11 to figure out. We'll talk about that when we get to like the home thing. Um, But it would be really annoying if they just didn't tie that up. Like if we were just, like, just like left it. Like Collie's just out there. I remember having so many nightmares about Collie, like legitimate nightmares, sleeping and in bed, and I am having a nightmare about Collie showing up randomly and like kidnapping Eleven. I was so scared that that was going to happen. It was like my worst fear for a hot minute there. I'm pretty sure Eleven is stronger than Collie though. Well, obviously. Uh, also, I-, I did read one thing where someone was like, "Yes, they could have chosen." a better placement for the episode oh yeah I'll, we have i have notes about the placement so i guess we'll talk about it i then. mean do you want to talk about but it now no we can talk about it then okay i mean why would we um, talk about it now? but speaking of siblings in hey, the first episode yo. we immediately go from that to mike stealing well not immediately because like dustin and lucas but like mike stealing nancy's money from More her piggy bank can we talk about how lucas thinks that five dollars Back then, that was a lot of money. That would, like, fill up a gas tank. Okay, I guess it wasn't Lucas. It was Dustin. He goes, old man, what's his name, has that kind of cash? And it's like, what do you mean that kind of cash? <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Dustin? Right. <laughs> I get if it were, like, 20 bucks. I'd be sitting there in that time going, oh, whoa, buddy. The $5? <laughs> <laughs> well, what does $5 get you? <laughs> a whole tank of gas. 
They're kids. So they don't the have fact, a car. No, but the fact he's thinking the old man has a whole tank of gas to spare to some kid for mowing a lawn. I think that was a given back then. What? <laughs> like, like you could have a job that didn't require a degree and you were sort of well off as long as you were like higher up. Like Bob is the manager of Radio Shack, right? Mm-hmm. And like, he makes a decent amount of money. He's like, let's Says just... What? You don't know that. He's like, he's willing to move and transfer his job and let Joyce find a new job. And like, they're not stressed about money the whole time. Because it's his parents' house that he's no. talking about moving into. Yes. No. Yeah. Yes. What? Yes. How do you figure? Because he says it. That's how I figure. <laughs> he does not. He does too. No, he just says he's from Maine. No, he said we can... He says, oh, we can buy my parents' house because his parents are, like, retiring or moving or something. I think you made that up. No, I didn't. I don't believe you. No. <laughs> I don't know I that. hate you so... Don't talk to me right now. <laughs> I'm mad at you. Anyway, so Mike steals Nancy's money. It was very funny to me. <laughs> it's just like, I'll pay you back. Because <laughs> he's so panicked. But I like this moment because, like, she runs after him through the house. And the way that she runs after him is so, like, ruthless. <laughs> Which is very sibling like. Well, and, and also very Nancy. It is. And then she follows him out into the street and calls him an asshole. And it's to me a very it's a very sibling thing, clearly. But also it shows that Nancy's still in high school because I feel like a lot of times it's easy to forget that she's still a teenager. She does act very mature, mature. for her age, which I mean is a thing for some people. Um but yeah, I do wish we had more moments of like she's clearly in high school. Uh she's still a kid herself. Yeah. And that moment is very good about it. Also, can we just talk about Nancy's haircut? Oh, my gosh. This is her best hair. See, and listen, my hair curls the exact same way as Needy B's, right? Yeah. So, of course, I immediately followed up watching the season with cutting my hair that short. But guess what? My hair pattern, like how my hair grows on my head, like where my hairline is, is not the same as hers. And also, my head is not as wide. So, it doesn't look as good as hers does. And I was incredibly annoyed about it. And also, my hair is actually probably curlier. I don't think her hair... Yes, it's curlier. I don't think her head is wider than yours. Um, Yes. I have a very narrow head. She has a very angular head face, though. She's I got like a she, wide face. She does not have a wide face. Yeah, she does. No. no. Like, her forehead is wider than mine. <laughs> no, not in a mean not. way. I wish my head looked like hers. I don't think it is. All right. No, I love her hair this season, though, because it's like it's a normal short haircut. Like the third and fourth seasons. Nancy, what are you doing? It well, looks like the 80s. Of course, they tease the fuck out of it. No, it doesn't look really man. <laughs> I follow the hairstylist on uh, Instagram where they've been posting about season oh. four hair stuff. And they said that specifically with Nancy, they wanted to go from like the cool high school girl to like the pinnacle scream queen so you can see her hair deflating and like getting a little messier along with her makeup throughout the season and that was their point okay which i thought was kind of cool it is i didn't get it but that's cool i did in my notes (laughs) move out of the way this Move out of the way, Steve the hair harrington there's a new kid i said there's a new dude in town (laughs) okay lady I tried to say the hair Harrington. But no, like when her and Jonathan are at Murray's and she's got it up in like the half ponytail and she's got like just a little bit hanging down. I can't pull that look off. 
it always just looks like I have no hair to spare. Well, you you do have thinner hair than her. Nuh-uh. That was the whole point, is that we both have very thin hair. I think her hair is thin. I don't think... You have very thin hair. Uh, well, if you hadn't dyed it blue a thousand and ten times. Literally, my hair has always been this thin. <laughs> I don't believe We thinned that. it out when I was a child because we were like, it's too thick. Nuh-uh. I just have curly hair, so it looks thicker. It's not actually that thick. Right now, if anybody cares to know, um, I... Not so subtly, but also accidentally cut my hair to look like Eddie Munson's. <laughs> oh my gosh. It looks so good, though. That's where we're at right she now. She came out of the bathroom cur- from Curl Refreshing It, and I was getting my hair cut. By the way, our mom cuts our hair. <laughs> um, and I immediately saw Eddie Munson, and it was just, it was fantastic. Like, it even curled the same. And it's relatively the same color. So I don't have Nene B's hair. I have Eddie's mm. hair. <laughs> yeah. She clearly upgraded because Nene B season two, great hair. Need to be season four now. Anyway, <laughs> okay. But what I do hate about this episode is, so we see all the kids and like it, we're showing them for the first time, and Will is being dropped off by Joyce at the arcade, and I just hate that he can't be a regular kid anymore. I know my poor little. And Pino. I'm wondering because they talk about in this season the amount of times that people like they talk about how like he gets um almost like harassed and like bullied and stuff by people so i'm wondering if because you know it's not like he was kidnapped by someone it was like an interdimensional thing if at first joyce was like you don't succeed try try again at first joyce was like yeah go ahead ride your bike go off with your friends but i wonder if it got so bad with like how people were being towards him that she ended up being like, no, you can't. I have to take you. Do you mm. think that's why she takes him? No, I think she takes him because the last time he was on his bike alone, he <laughs> obviously got kidnapped into the upside I down think there. It's more intriguing, though, if like she tried to let him be a normal kid again. Because it sucks. Like she yeah. treats him with such kid gloves. And it's not it's not like he was some weak kid who got lost or got kidnapped by some person. Like, Joyce, you could have been taken. You're right. just as small. You're just as small. <laughs> You're right. Um, I will say that this is the only season we kind of focus on like probably, not probably, this is the only season that we kind of focus on the trauma that Will yeah. kind of has left over from being stuck in this the upside the down for so long. This is the only season that we focus on Will. That's true. And unfortunately, it's not even focusing on his like actual trauma so much as like the after effects of what the upside down did to him. Like we focus on the flashes of the upside down and the fact that he's possessed by the mind flare. And they kind of obviously at first think that it's PTSD and I'm sure some of it is, but we don't focus on like the actual PTSD. He probably suffers from, from, from being in the upside down. And then obviously season three comes around and we've basically forgotten Will's a character. So there's that. But So they go to the arcade. I wish we had more arcades. And I d- First of all, arcades? Yes. I, I wish arcades were better. Because like when we went to Uptown, I don't yeah. know if it was just because like maybe and I, it might be similar to like how Bo doesn't particularly care for like older Disney movies and stuff. Yeah. The animation's off. But like I play a lot of Super Mario Brothers. I enjoy games like that. So why don't I enjoy? I just didn't understand Dig Dug was my 
biggest problem. Yeah, you really did. I was just like, what well, am I doing? You tried here? to play it like as we were leaving. Well, because they b- there was this horde of people just standing around it, and I could never get to it. But yeah. I was I would not leave that place without playing Dig, Dig Dug. Dug. I wish that we had more like classic arcades and not just arcade bars. You know what I mean? Yes. Also, I wish that we had seen more of them at the arcade. Because we really only see them all go there together one time. You are correct. And then we see Max and Lucas there. And then there's one time where Dustin and Lucas stalk her there. Uh, and I, the entrance of my favorite bean. I just feel like I wish that we had seen more of them there and like more of how they hung out. I don't like that in every season there's like a new place they hang out. Like season one was the Wheeler's Basement. Mm-hmm. Season two is the arcade. Mm-hmm. Season three is the mall. Mm-hmm. And then season four, no one's together and it all sucks. But I almost wish we would have spent more time with the kids in the arcade. Funny. I wish we had more of them in the basement. No. Like, uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I wish that if they were going to stick arcade, I would have rather like them pin in the arcade. But like all in all, I miss the Wheeler's basement. Like I kind of. Okay. So here's how I see it. I kind of wish the basement had been like Monica and Rachel's apartment. And then the arcade would have been like Central Park. We just saw them going back. It's right. not a sitcom. This literally is completely the opposite point of the part. Part that's what did I just say? I don't know. Moving on. Also, you all know what I mean. The first game that they played there was hypersexualized, and I did not appreciate it. No, but I also kind of want to play it. But yeah, it looks fun. I want to know what that game's about. And can we all just say dragons, man? Mad Max, great screen name. It <laughs> it is. Okay, no, I don't know. So I put a note on that. It is the equivalent of your screen name, mm-hmm. Detective L. Mackey. That's just a beautiful screen name. How come I don't have a cool Thanks. screen name? I don't know. You're always not Mora. No, it's only that on Instagram and Twitter. And oh. I don't use Twitter, so it doesn't fucking matter. Um. Oh, and when they see her screen name and Will goes, that score's impossible. While like saying the number of the score and like looking at it. It's it's so normal. Like you don't really get a lot of that in TV. Because it's scripted, you know, you don't get the random nonsense people say. Yeah. But, like, that's just straight nonsense, Will. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, it's right there. <laughs> it's right Read there. Read the room, kid. <laughs> uh, and then the arcade guy is really creepy. Uh, what is his name? I don't remember, but he's got, like, Cheeto fingers, and he... Because he's eating cheese puffs. everyone think that Mike has the last word on who Nancy goes on a date with? Especially when she's currently in a relationship. Not talking about that. I'll get really annoyed. Also, also, Mike is the only one who cares about Will this season, other than Joyce Ob's. But obviously, ugh, I hated that. <laughs> um, but he keeps that. He has these flashes, and he walks outside, and the other kids just don't care, not at all. And the Mike's like, "Oh no, no, my best friend, my best friend. Where did that go? Later on, where did that go, Mike?" Eleven came back. That's terrible. And that's terrible character writing. I agree. But I also think Mike was focused on Will being missing. And then this new girl came into his life. And now she's gone. And he's really upset about that. And I think he just doesn't know how to handle both Eleven and Mike. I meant Eleven and Will. (laughs) Like in his life. Because like best friend, girlfriend. It's a lot to handle. I I could see Mike being bi. I don't think he's in love with Will. Okay. Okay. I just feel like that would be a one-sided kind of thing. Yeah, but also, that happens too often. That sucks. I don't like it. Anyway. <laughs> I will all love to be reciprocated. Thank you. 
in a consensual way. It sounded bad for a minute. In a consensual way. Moving on. So when Lainey was making the um, outline show notes thingy for this season, she couldn't remember Barb's last name. Oh, my name. gosh. <laughs> oh, I forgot it for a minute. I was about to drag you through the mud for this so that I couldn't remember it. Cheesy LaPeezy. Jeez LaPete. That's what Lindsay says. <laughs> Lindsay's our sister, oh, yeah. by the way. It has been brought to our attention that we uh, talk about Lindsay, but we have never introduced her. She's, she's our, our older, older sister. sister. <laughs> she's the third one of us. She doesn't podcast with us because she has three children. <laughs> That's There's no time. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, what was I saying? Oh, the last, the Barbara's. The, damn it. No. <laughs> That's what, anyway, the lady started calling them the barbs. That's it. That's the whole point that I'm trying to make. She's calling them the barbs because she forgot their last name. And now apparently I don't remember anything. So (laughs) it's fine. We're moving on. (laughs) This was a mess. And also this is where uh, Murray enters. (laughs) Oh, Murray. So many people hate Murray. I don't get it. I don't get it. I get it a little. Most people hate Murray because of the Nancy and Jonathan situation. They think it's really fucked up and creepy because it is. It's yucky. That he was like, you guys go do the do. It's very yucky. It's messed up. And he gives them alcohol. They're underage. (laughs) That's also fucked up. Um, I think. So here's my thing about Murray. I have some questions. (laughs) Don't we all when it comes to Murray? But I have some legitimate questions. Maybe I can answer them as Murray. I think... So everyone thinks he's preying on the barbs. But he thinks he's doing like a good thing, right? I think he thinks he's doing a good thing. And I think he's using the barbs as a vehicle to do that good thing. I don't think he's honestly trying to help them. I think it's for him. But he does try to find barb. Yes. Um, somehow he spends 90% of that time in Hawkins. I want to know. <laughs> so he's not a detective. He's an investigative he's journalist. An investigative journalist. And they're selling his house to pay him. Murray does not act, look, or live anywhere <laughs> that suggests that kind of money. <laughs> no, but so, I mean, if he's driving back and forth to Chicago and Indiana all the time, I mean, you would need that kind of money not that far five dollars is all it takes to, oh five dollars is a lot okay <laughs> the equivalent of five dollars back then is not the equivalent obviously of five dollars now but also so say it takes five dollars the equivalent of five dollars two weeks ago is not the equivalent of i'm $5 well aware today. but so say it takes five dollars to fill up your gas tank in the 80s which i don't think is accurate by the way we'll ask mom so if it takes five dollars to fill up your gas tank in the 80s it takes $50 to fill up our ten, little 10-gallon car right now because of how expensive gas is. That's still not like an evil equivalent. It's not like... Evil fi- equivalent? Ev- what? <laughs> <laughs> Even equivalent? I swear to God, I'm so dumb sometimes. I thought you were trying to say equal equivalent and I was oh, going to be like... But that, no, because that's, that's the same thing. <laughs> Even equivalent still is. Anyway, that is not equivalent. $5 and $50. Is, like $5 back then is not the same as $50 now. It just so happens 
that the thing that cost $5 back then now costs $50. I don't know where I'm going with this other than to say money sucks. I want to tell you guys, Mara knows nothing about math. I'm so bad at it. She knows nothing about money. And she knows nothing about the economy. Literally none of it. One thing, like you know, some people will always know the weather. <laughs> I know gas prices. Know the price of gas. I'm like an old man about it. She's I just drive around every gas station I every see. I'm like, time oh, okay, okay. Every time we go on a trip somewhere, you're like, ah, she stopped here for gas. I'm like, this is halfway there. For instance, <laughs> right now, it's like what four seventy nine everywhere around us except the one on rock quarry on our way home that one still is 489 i don't fucking know why but it is i, I hate you so much <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the cheapest gas station got b- bulldozed down i don't know why that happened yeah what the fuck what's I don't going know. there one day they just like halfway finished oh it's I a have new hardy's what isn't is it hardy's right, right next door to it no <laughs> wait yeah did i just I, I think you saw Hardee's. No, it's brand new. I think they built a new Hardee's there. Right closed next the, door to the yeah, old I think Hardee's. they like, bought the lot because it's bigger and then bol- they're going to bulldoze the other Hardee's. Who even eats at Hardee's? Absolutely How no is Hardee's one. still because open? anyone that I know that's eaten there recently has gotten food poisoning. And by recently, I mean the four years that I've worked with Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's like, eaten there twice and both times he got food poisoning. Oh my gosh. Anyway, no. So, yeah, one day it's up and running. It's got the cheapest gas while gas prices are soaring. And I was like, that's the gas station. I literally thought to myself, I'm going to stop there for gas tomorrow because it's the cheapest. I'm fucking on my way to work, (laughs) planning on stopping there after work. And it's bulldozed down. And I was like, um, that is the worst spot for a gas station. The absolute worst. It's just I I would not have put anything on that road. <laughs> it was a mess trying to get to work every day with that gas station there. It's, it's infinitely easier to get to work right now, but still. Anyway, <laughs> this is not the point. <laughs> so do gas prices suck, guys. <laughs> I'm planning on getting a bike. It's just easier at this point. Oh, I'll save so much money. So I just want to say. So now that we've like introduced other characters, so we're in the car with Steve and Nancy, and. Nancy is proofreading Steve's like essay thing and it's clearly a hot friggin' mess. <laughs> Hashtag me. <laughs> and this is where you start to see that like clearly they're not on the same page. And here's the thing. And I'll talk about this more later on. But this is where I'm real I realize that she wants to push Steve to be better than he wants to be. He doesn't feel the need to be doing all this stuff. I think he thinks that he is starting to feel inferior to her and like she thinks he's stupid and she does. She wants him to be so much more than he ever cares to be. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. No, that's not a bad thing. But she's like relentless about it and he does not push her to be any better. Whereas Jonathan gives her a space to push herself (laughs) to like the limit. I also think that a big... and this is coming up because it's about how Steve handles her handling the Barb situation. Mm-hmm. Cause I think a lot of people are like, Oh, Steve, you know, didn't comfort her. He wasn't there for her. He's a horrible boyfriend because he just, you know, did this and did that. And it's like the same way people have different love languages. It's also kind of like everybody comforts in different ways or everybody wants to be comforted in a different way. I am a person who wants my mind to be taken off of it. I would get along with Steve really well when it comes to him trying to comfort someone 
because I prefer someone to take my mind off of something. I do that with other people. If someone is upset, I'm like, well, let's go do something that you like to do. Let's go shopping. Let's go get ice cream. Let's watch a movie. Let's play a game. Let's do something that takes your mind off of it, right? And that's what he does with the party. He's like, let's just try and forget that any of that happened to us and go to a party. And I think that's okay. It just isn't how Nancy needs to be comforted. Jonathan does it very well and comforts her very well because he knows what she wants to do. He lets her actually take action for it. Like do something about the fact that she's upset. And that's okay too. I just don't like that people are like, oh, Steve sucks because he doesn't help Nancy. And it's like, no, he doesn't suck because he doesn't help her. He's trying to in the way he knows is best or in the way he thinks is best because that's how he wants it. And that's all. It just means they're not compatible. Um, that was a long winded thing about no, how. No, I get it though. I, I, which is funny because like neither of those are the way that I want to be comforted. What? And the, we also get in this scene, Billy. Billy's introduced. <laughs> That sorry. is the only appropriate thing. <laughs> <laughs> As I say, sorry. Uh, but this is also where we realized, R.I.P. Freckles and Ginger broke up. Oh man, Mara was Mara was really rooting for them. She said, "But at least they had each other." <laughs> Listen, okay, because in season one, <laughs> when Steve finally realizes randomly out of nowhere, he's calmed down and he's realized he's an idiot and a jackass. Love it. Um, love a man who, you know, realizes he's fucked up and, you know, apologizes for it. That's what I'm trying to say. I almost said repents and I was like, this isn't Jesus time. Okay. No time is Jesus time. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my gosh. Did you know somewhere in our town they unveiled a bench with a statue of Jesus sleeping on it? It's a, it's homeless Jesus. Like our town or like the the play our town? No, our town. Like our hometown or like the town we live in now? The town we live in now. Where? I don't fucking know. Oh, well, that's half a story. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm best at. What do you mean? (laughs) That's very true. I don't know why. I I read the headline. I have half the information. I read the headline. (laughs) I have half the information. (laughs) That's all that matters. Mara can't tell you anything but the price of gas. <laughs> and that's because that's all I can see. I don't need any other information than what the price of gas Mara is. Just needs to know how much money she's losing. I'm a very straightforward person. <laughs> no. Don't hide things in the details. Just give it all to me straight. Thank you. So, in the in the in season one, when Steve is like, "Tommy, you're an asshole," and I love the way he says it. And then Steve says something mean about. Carol, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Is that her name? It's Carol. Right? Yeah, Tommy, Carol, and Tommy, Tommy and Carol. Yeah, something about because of freckles and ginger. Anyway, yeah, this is something mean about freckles about ginger over here. And freckles gets all up in Steve's face and is like, "Don't you talk bad about her that way?" And I was like, "You know what? He doesn't you even say suck. that. He says don't speak to her like that." Oh, right. It's not even about her. It's to her. And it's like y'all are fucked up for lots of reasons, but at least you got each other. Like, uh, uh-uh. uh. Tommy was like, "Do not you fucking dare." She is too good for that. And I was like, that's respect. That's respect. <laughs> that's, respect. I was he, like, that's what you want. That's what that's, you want. That's what you want. He going to go to town. For he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> go to bat? Bat for her. 
town on her. But I mean bat for her. (laughs) (laughs) We'll probably go down on her later. (laughs) Anyway, we are moving on. (laughs) Anyway, they broke up and now I'm sad. Oh, yeah, it is really sad. Um, So now that we're at school. Thank God I'm not actually in school. Dude, you just like snorted yourself awake is what it sounded like. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so now that we're back at school, um, the kids are, so they see Max because she walks into like this the science class with mr clark uh, my favorite little bee and uh, yeah Mar- max is mars favorite uh i love her so much shadow is max's dog explain to me why this is happening i tried to say explain explain anyway um and then they're outside and they're like watching her while they're in like this dugout thing we do not know what's and going on here she like throws the wad of paper in the thing but my first question is what the fuck is happening here is, is it, it recess are they like is it like 10 minutes after school where you wait for your ride like what is happening and then, i have a note hold on oh i said i never thought about this that's what i said like i wow, did not Mara. realize until <laughs> like, you helpful. brought it, you brought it up in the notes and i was like <gasps> I have, what is happening i have always wondered because the principal comes and gets will and he leaves with his mom so it's like oh he left early but like i feel oh. like everyone leaves there and like they're too old for recess aren't they no they're in middle school i didn't have recess in middle school yeah you don't have recess past fourth grade it? yeah <laughs> Anyway, uh, so I'm confused I'm out. on it. <laughs> I've lost it. I don't know. But then my second thing is she drops this paper in the thing and then they like dig to the bottom of the damn trash can. Like, guys. You're dumb. I don't know what to tell you. Um, For some reason, so Mike is the only one who gets well and I don't know why I said that. Oh, because he says he's he's weird today and the other two are like, oh, he's always weird. And Mike was like, no, no, no. He's like really weird today. Again, Mike is the only one that sees Will until season three. And then we all forget. <laughs> we all forget. We were all forced to forget. Okay. So uh, Joyce takes Will, right? So at recess or whatever it is. <laughs> they leave. That's um, all that matters. And they go to the doctor. They see Owens. And first of all, Hop is there. How cute. I know. I like that he just like goes. And I love that Owens calls him Pop. I want to know. Because, like, he clearly knows that Hopper is not his dad. I wonder if it's, like, a joke because, like, he, at first he mistook him for his dad or he was like, oh, you always show up like his dad or something. I don't know. It's clearly a joke. Um, he should be his dad. He's his brother's dad, so he yeah, might as well be. he's Jonathan's biological father. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to give that up, guys. Never. It's our, it's our mountain to die on. Anyway. I thought you were going to say it's our <laughs> mountain dew. Ew. Like what? Gross. No. no. Anyway. Okay. In this scene, we also have Owens, who we talked about. He calls Hop Pop. Um, Owens has like a ball, like a little squeezy stress ball when he's in the office talking to Hopper and Joyce about the PTSD thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fun little character quirk because he does it later on in the season two when they're like talking about the, the looking, look, looking at, do I know any words? <laughs> I thought you were going to say about looking at Dwight. <laughs> no well they're like looking at will's brain scans and like talking and stuff he has the ball it's very interesting to me um but hopper really agrees with this whole ptsd thing and he's telling joyce like oh no 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 i've seen this from the you know guys in the war and stuff like that and it's like 
Hopper probably sees PTSD because he has seen people like that. But, like, think about the fact that Hopper probably is just not telling her he has PTSD. Oh, I think he's in denial. Oh, for sure. (laughs) I don't think it's that he's just not telling Joyce. I think he's thinking, I don't have that. Well, and he's talking strictly about the war, but you know his PTSD mostly comes from watching his kid die. I don't want to talk about it. It just makes me sad. And, 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 and. (laughs) I don't know anything. (laughs) Me either. They, they like show Owen's going down to like the gate thing. What the fuck is with this gate thing? First of all, it doesn't look like it's in the wall. It looks like they have this big cavern they've set up. Second. No, it's gone. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Not a single thought up there. (laughs) It's empty. You're right. Where the fuck? Because they're at the lab. Yeah. But like, where the fuck are they? (laughs) Because there was a floor there to begin with. Mm Mm-hmm. That you use? Like, where did it go? Because it's like, it's a black hole in front of the gate. Where did the, where, where, where did everything go? I don't know. My brain's trying to think too hard about it and it hurts now. Oh, um, I have plugged Mara's gif here because, Mara made a gif, guys. Gif, jif. I say gif. Um, go check it out on her Tumblr. It's not jif. It is amazing. Hey, thanks. I'll reblog them. Um, it was the first and only gift. No, not the. Okay, I've made three gift sets in my life. <laughs> the first one was a picture of the Goonies, all hovered around the treasure map from the Goonies, and it says Goonies never say die over it. The and it it's like a th- it's like a three part gift. Like anyway, the second one is um the the party from this season actually. When they're standing over the arcade game? No. When they're standing over Dart? The I arcade game. The arcade game. It's one of the two. I will also reblog this one if I can find it. Anyway, it's the party, the original four party, and it says, um, friends don't lie. And then uh, it was the Losers Club walking in the grass, and it says, welcome to the Losers Club, asshole. And then the other two are Mike and Eleven specifically set to um, I'm Lost Without You lyrics by Blink-182 because yeah. nothing it describes their relationship in that season more than that song. So thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Well, because like Mike calling L every night. Also, I don't like because Dustin calls him on the walkie um, and Mike's like yelling at him that he's busy. How like And Dustin says, why are you on this channel again? Like his Why friends, are you on this channel again? Is that the kids, the Lucas and Dustin, are clearly also ignoring Mike as much as they're ignoring Will. Like, how did you not put two and two together? I think they are all children and they are all well, yeah. caught up in their own shit. And I think that Dustin and Lucas are upset about Eleven, but I don't think they didn't have as close of a relationship with her or obviously the same relationship with her. And I think they're just like, oh, Will's back. This was ha- This is something that happened that was really cool, but we're kind of going to forget about it. And Mike, on the other hand, is like, I found something else to attach to while my best friend was gone. (laughs) And now that's gone and I'm stressed and I don't know what to do about it. I just Uh, think that they're children and they're all doing things in their own way. Speaking of Will being gone and now he's back. Um, Who didn't come back? Barb. So we're with the Barbs. Nancy goes to meet them because she and Steve eat dinner with them. And I think it's very sweet, but it clearly seems like they do it more for Nancy than she does it for them. I think she thinks she does it for them. I think Steve knows that they don't really care and he's over it. 
And I think they do it for her. I don't think they do it for her. I think that it's both. I think that they're like, oh, I can't miss out on this with Nancy because Nancy needs this. But I think they also need it. Like, I would have dinner with Charlotte or Lisa if I had to, if one of them were gone. Yeah. I wouldn't want... And, like, I would want them to have dinner with mom. I've had dinner with Charlotte plenty of times anyway. That's true. <laughs> like, by myself. That's true. And also, Lisa knows all my deep, dark secrets because she was my teacher. Um, <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> so stressful. Anyway, she mostly just knows how I played rock band, like, every fucking day of my life when I was in the eighth grade. That's pretty much it, but... But Nancy crying in the bathroom... First of all, the shrine to Barb is terrifying. But second... Nancy going to the bathroom and crying like you it we makes don't me cry every time we don't get to see her really deal with it and clearly she's like taking it all on her own and she can't really talk about it with anyone and it's so sad because she's just sitting in this bathroom in a house that she probably knows like the back of her hand with two people who she's probably eaten dinner with plenty of times and like her best friend died like I don't think we allow Nancy to grieve what she should be able to well and I feel like sometimes we don't really realize how close her and Barbara probably were like we see pictures and stuff of them together and obviously, like, they were friends, like, close friends. But because we're seeing the tail end of everything where she's, like, kind of getting a boyfriend and, yeah, you know, like, she's not hanging out with Barb as much or, like, her and Barbara kind of having, you know, this awkward moment of we have to let other people into our thingy, into, like, our, you know, dynamic. I think that. And also because Nancy calls her Barbara all the time. So it just feels like one of those things where it's, like, she was I don't kind see of my her friend. calling her Barbara. She calls her Barbara all the time. Oh, she does, like even when she asks the one girl, "Do you know where Barb is?" Yeah, at that point. But otherwise, she's always talking, calling her Barbara, and it confuses me. Moving on. Okay, but I do love that they call out their very obvious sponsorship mm-hmm. with KFC. Finger looking good. Finger looking good. It always makes me want KFC. This yeah. show does like ads, not ads. You know what I mean? Sponsorship? Yeah, whatever. In a way... Product placement. Thank you. In a way that is not annoying to me. It always... It's not like they're trying to sneak it in. It makes me want Eggos. It makes me want KFC. It makes me want Coke. And I don't even like fried chicken. They did pick three good, like, But, like, it makes me fucking want fried chicken all the time. And it's annoying. There are more in season four than there have been in any others. Like, we see Crayola at one point. Um, There's a Mountain Dew at one point. It makes me want to shop at Radio Shack. The fuck is that about? I never had that urge. But, um, so Nancy lost Barb. And while Mike got Will back, he lost 11. And then Karen's yelling at him at the dinner table. And he's like rolling his eyes. And Ted's like, if your friends jumped off a cliff, would you jump off a cliff? And it's like, been there, done that. First of all, Ted, you suck. That was so last year. Jesus. (laughs) So last year. Um, he's just upset. And he's like the, the whole graffiti on the wall and Karen's yelling at him and he has to donate more toys. A is so sad to me, especially when he says they have too much emotional value. First of all, I have never heard anything more Mara in my entire life. Hashtag rude. No, I have. But I feel like Joyce should understand that he clearly becomes attached to things emotionally like that. Not Joyce. <laughs> Karen. <laughs> Karen should understand he becomes emotionally attached and stuff like that. Considering he put the fort back up and like has had it up for a year. And then she gets... might just think that that's something that they use down there though. 
Well, whatever. Also, speaking of Joyce, now that I've accidentally name dropped her, <laughs> someone pointed out to me, not pointed out to me, what? No, I saw it on some sort of post. I don't remember where, don't remember who it was, but that Joyce is also struggling from PTSD and we Gross. don't talk about it, but that like every single one of the people on the show is struggling from PTSD. That's pretty much it. Right. She's sitting on the couch with Bob and the phone rings and she like jumps and like freezes and just looks at it and Bob's like, Oh, it's just the phone. Well, and it's so sad. And then, like, Nancy thinks she sees Barb everywhere. And yeah. she, like, thinks that people are watching her. And obviously, like, the lab people were watching her. Right. But, I mean, still. Yeah. It's really sad just to see, like, how much it... Although, I guess I never really realized it the first time, first few times watching the season. But they do do a good job of showing, like, what how what they went through last year really did impact them. Whatever. It's just in, like, quiet and subtle ways. And then in the end, we get Eleven in her overalls. And I love overalls. Ugh, I love a good overalls moment. Guys, I love the bib on the overalls. I have these dungarees. <laughs> I wore them. I wore them to the mall. I went to Lush. And I pulled my card out of my bib in my overalls with my phone. And the cashier was like, oh, I've never seen anyone use their bib before. <laughs> That is literally where I put my phone if I'm wearing my overalls. Yeah. I cannot keep it in my pocket. It has to go into the bib. I love it because I don't have to take a purse. I don't have to do anything. I can just put it all in the bib and it's all safe and it's all right there. It's good for concerts. It really it Yes. If you're going to go to a concert or like an amusement park or some shit, wear a wear bib. bib. No, wear overalls. Shit. That have a bib. <laughs> I wore them. I wore them to the Harry Styles concert. Didn't take a purse. Yes, you did. Didn't take a purse. I wore them to the zoo. Didn't take a purse. You were probably the most normally dressed people at the Harry Styles concert. <laughs> For sure. I mean, no, I was wearing... Well, Tori wasn't so much, but... I don't remember what she was wearing. I was just wearing a purple t-shirt and some overalls and Vans. I showed up in my jeans and a Richie Tozer t-shirt. You did. What was Tori wearing? I don't know. It wasn't that crazy. No, it wasn't. I wish I had dressed up crazier. A part of me does because I really wanted like a fun outfit for it. And then another part of me will always be the person that's like, I would like to be comfortable because I know I'm going to be incredibly stressed. And also that concert was so low key that like I'm not upset that I was wearing my jeans and a t-shirt. And also like at least my t-shirt was like a fake tour t-shirt for Richie Tozer's All Dead Rock show. So I mean, yeah. kind of on brand. Um, So in the beginning of episode two, um. We see, so like Eleven's like trying to come out of the upside down. Now that we're like focusing on Why does it look so much like she's being burned? Like it looks like a placenta. It's so fleshy and just, and then it's like flappy and, and then she's like covered in this like snot goo. Like what is that? Gross. I don't like it. I don't get that, but whatever. And can we just talk about, so the group costume, iconic. But the little picture montage. Oh my gosh. It's so cute. I know. They're all just so proud of themselves for wearing these costumes. And like the moms are just so in love with the costumes. They think that their boys are just the cutest and the funniest. And it's because they are. You are correct. But I am really sad because like Will, Dustin, and Lucas like really cheese it up. And then Mike's just like, can we go? And it's like Mike. Mike started his emo teenage years early. early. And also I feel like he's one of those kids that like does not like to have his picture taken. No. 
But also, I'm living for Erica's catchphrase, still making its way to season four. <laughs> it's just a fact. It's just a fact. It's hilarious. Me too. She cracks me up. But the fact that these kids did a group costume, even though no one else at school was in costume. How the fuck? Like, it's better. There's no way in hell every single person decided we're not wearing costumes and we're not going to say anything to anybody, but we're not doing it. Right. No, that shit doesn't happen. At least like three or four other people will be dressed up in a costume and they'd all feel dumb together. Right. But, but at least they were a group costume because you would feel right. less dumb. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, nope, absolutely Four not. different things. Like one of them's Big Bird. One of them's a Ninja Turtle. Was Ninja Turtles even out? <laughs> I don't, I don't think know. so. But like, can you imagine the nope. devastation? I don't like it. I would have been like, take me home. Take me home. But right also, now. that's just not something that happens like these days. These days, people love to dress up in costume. They will give anything to look stupid. Yeah, that's true. And so the minute you tell someone they can wear a costume, they're going to fucking wear a costume. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited to wear a costume to our Ludo concert. I do like that Lucas points out like the blatant stereotyping. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um love love that i like that like they didn't take that away from his character you know what i mean mm-hmm. um but 11 in her ghost costume she's so cute and she, she just, just wants to go trick-or-treating she just wants to be a kid she and will are very similar in that this season is that they both just want to be mm. normal and they're not oh the parallels i never noticed them before the parallels but um, I like the Hopper makes a compromise with her and is like, I'll bring home candy. We'll watch a scary movie. It's so, and so I cute. I love that. But this right here is oh, the, the very specific reason that I have trust issues from our parents. Yeah. Parents promising things that are very easy to either promise or not promise and keep. And then them breaking it just because they want to like promise it for you to keep you happy. But then they either can't follow through on that promise or they just decide not to. It's so fucking annoying. Yeah, it's it's horrible. And the I feeling understand is the worst. that like they did it for plot reasons and because it's Hopper. And I feel like he's still confused by the fact that he sort of has a daughter and he's probably feeling guilty. Honestly, I don't think we talk about that enough that he's probably feeling guilty about just like calling Elle his daughter all of a sudden and not yeah. you know like he had a daughter right and she's gone and he probably feels a little bit like he's trying to replace her and he feels guilty about that <laughs> and so i get that but i just wish that we hadn't had this moment because it is the thing that makes me the queasiest out of every single one of the seasons is the fact like i can't stand to watch the fact that he does not show up for her it's the worst yeah. it makes me so angry um, i do have a question for you what had she not had to hide, had she not been, like, hiding from society, what do you think she would have chosen as her costume? I don't fucking know. I think it would have been hilarious if she went as Yoda. I have questions. So the lab. The battery thing? Are we powering the lab through the upside down? Oh, are we yeah. powering okay. the upside What's... down? Like, what is... <laughs> What's happening? What is happening? Someone please like, tell us. He he replaces... The guy goes into the thing. The, the, the gate. And he replaces the little battery pack thing and then the power comes back on well, in the lab. And it's like a power pole. Right. And it's like what's happening? What the absolute fuck I don't understand. What's happening? And, the, and yeah, and then like the power like gets bigger at the lab. 
Like right. it's there, but then the computer turns back on. Right. I'm just so confused. Maybe okay. it's like a specific upside down computer that like tracks the upside down. So you need to be plugged into it. So he plugged it in with the new battery. I don't know. I don't know either. Um, that would be that, asking too much of me. Now that I've asked my question. Hold on. Back to 11. Mm-hmm. Can we talk about how she likes soap operas? I just think it's fucking so cute. So cute for her. She's like, I know nothing. So I'm going to pick the thing that has the most emotion in it. And this will be my thing. Okay. I don't know what scene it is. But Callahan and Powell together is just so funny to me. Because Powell looks at Callahan like he's the dumb pretty boy that he just has like chases him everywhere and he's dumb and shiny so he's he, like me no i'm not dumb and shiny i'm new and shiny i just call myself dumb you're not dumb <laughs> i am you're new and shiny i'm new and shiny oh it's because they're out at the farms the pumpkins first of all why are pumpkins not that cheap anymore Ugh! i want to go to a pumpkin patch and a corn me too. maze i want it to be fall summer hasn't even technically started yet well it, it has officially now but like ugh. Blech. yeah summer sucks um i want it to be full and that's what it is because hopper's on the radio telling them he's like whatever you guys do don't touch it don't get it on your skin and powell looks over at callahan's like got it on his fingers and is freaking out and <laughs> powell just goes yeah <laughs> like okay but hopper forgets and he's like leaving because it's so freaking late and he suddenly realizes that and he, he realizes because he sees the kid because the kid shoots the toy gun at him and he goes, you did, you did. And he drives away and then he comes back and he gets the candy. This kid is the only reason that I would ever have kids. My kid would have to turn out exactly like that. <laughs> Fucking cowboy outfit with a little jean jacket going you did every two seconds and then being willing to give up all your fucking candy for a 20 dollar bill for a crisp 20 yes that is the kind of child i would like to raise thank you if i were in the business of wanting to raise children speaking of halloween i like that jonathan so jonathan's taking will trick-or-treating i like that he allows him to be a kid and he lets him go by himself um and then he goes to the party but the party is the place where i am sad okay but also like how dare Nancy say there's anything wrong with sitting in your room, listening to the talking heads and reading some Vonnegut. That sounds like a fucking good night, Nancy. I don't think she's saying that. I think she's saying you're going to be doing the same thing you always do. But I like the things I do. I do them for a reason. Steve and Nancy's costumes. They what say the they fuck took, are they? They're like, we took too long. We can't waste it. First of all, what the fuck is Billy doing with the toilet paper? <laughs> I did not understand what you meant. I saw that when i was reading through this and i was like what the fuck is she talking about and then i remembered the weird like he walks in and he's got like beer dribbling down his face and he just kind of starts like weirdly dancing with it you right. know like like those like those silks the dancing silks the air like the what? acrobatic oh silks, yes i was like those the dancing that's kind silks. of what that's kind of what it made me think of but also yeah. very lost boys it is very lost boys he looks like he in his mind was in the lost boys yeah um i don't like that we did not invest in a ladle for this punch that they're just sticking cups into it and nancy's wearing white yeah i would not which go anywhere clearly near bites her in the fucking ass i would not go anywhere near a red drink i don't go near red drinks if i'm wearing anything the closest i get is a red gatorade and i will like 
<laughs> stick my entire head out of over <laughs> know, something like, else to drink it so it I, does not get on me i like that steve is like protective of her and is like no nancy you're drinking too much and like wants her to stop so that she doesn't like obviously do something she doesn't want to do and so that she's like gonna be okay because he knows that she's doing it for the wrong reason but i don't think he goes about it in the right way like don't play no, tag of war not. with a drunk person and then she just spills it on herself and they go to the bathroom Oh, I love this part where she's just like wiping at it like she's gonna get like honey, your whole shirt is red. Honestly, it's not coming out. She does being drunk so well. In she that really scene. does. I I actually I think Natalia Dyer does get, deserves more credit for that scene. I agree. Because it is almost like a it's almost a monologue y kind of thing. But it's just so good. But you have to be drunk. Well it's and also, also so emotionally it's so, she charged. says so little but so much. So much. And it's so depressing. And then Steve's face going, you don't love me? No, he says, like we're in love? Oh, whatever. I don't even and care. And then he says, then he says, you don't, you love, don't love me. me. It's, it's just depressing. She did such a good job at being, I'm drunk and I'm going to say whatever I want and I'm going to say so much with very little. And then the and next day she doesn't the remember right anything. Yeah. And it's <sighs> so sad because they're in that stupid alleyway that now also- haunts my dreams. And he's like, then tell me you love me. I know. And she can't. And because she thinks it's obvious. But the fact that she can't even say it then is like. It's such a Mike Wheeler move. Season four. Or, yeah. Season four. Yes. Um, I <laughs> I like that he focuses on the like we're in love and not the fact that she just accused him of killing Barb. <laughs> he gives no fucks. <laughs> he's probably heard that She's one like, a few times. Well, anyway. I didn't kill Barb. And he's like, you don't love me. And I'm like, I'd be like, wait, I did not. <laughs> i didn't kill anybody don't put that on me thank you it's very sad that she thinks she killed barb though i know and i just man i think no honestly this fight was clearly what they needed because they were headed in this direction and i don't think either of them would ever would have had the guts to do it without this fight but i think he goes about it in the wrong way when he like is fighting with her over the drink and it's like then he follows her into the bathroom and starts having an argument with her and it's like dude you're clearly sober She's clearly not. And this is not okay to have like a fight with someone who is not in their right mind. I don't think he thought of it as fighting so much as like he was just trying to get a handle on the situation though. Yeah. And unfortunately it backfired into their ultimate demise. People are always like dogging on him too for like leaving her drunk and alone at a party. And clearly because Nancy says or Jonathan says it in the next episode and it's not in like I'm trying to randomly cover for him way. He asks Jonathan to take her home. Right. He clearly knows, like, I am not okay to be around her right now. She clearly is not okay to be around me right now. She's but I know safe I can trust Jonathan to take her home. And then I know that she's going to get home okay. Right. I love when Jonathan takes her home. First of all, how does Karen just allow some boy to take her drunk-ass daughter upstairs to her bedroom? I, I want to no know how idea. that got past her. But I love... When he takes her shoes off, I'm such a sucker for people taking people's shoes off when they're asleep, like the people that they're in love with. It's It's just, it's a very like comfort, intimate thing, like a very sweet, innocent, intimate thing. And it's so cute. Okay. Quick plug of the kids trick or treating where we're definitely not sure that they stayed in the one neighborhood they were supposed to, especially because I think Max convinces them to go to Loch Nora for the big candy She does. She's like, let's go to the rich neighborhood. But she doesn't know. We're not going to accuse my girl of anything. And then... She makes Lucas scream, and it's hilarious to me. <laughs> and I just like that, like, she has the personality of 
I'm cooler than you and I think you're weird and I don't want to be your friend. But at the same time, she like so clearly wants to be their friend. I know. And never flat out says, I don't want to be your friend. I think she just thinks they're kind of weird at first. I so (laughs) Lucas and Dustin are talking in like the first episode, they're biking home and they're like, oh, but Mike's not going to let her join our party. But they're like, it's a democracy. Mike doesn't get to choose. And then Mike that night is like, I didn't say she could come with us. And it's like, sir, Mike. Mike, 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 Mike. Sir. Actually, that's all that's in his head right now. Mike, 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 Mike. And then Will obviously gets bullied, and then he goes into a PTSD cycle thingy, and oh, um, and he runs around going, Mike, Mike! And Lainey's like, damn, that's too much pressure for Mike. I'd well, buckle. Okay, because Eleven goes, Mike, Mike! And then Will's like, Mike! And I'm like, poor fucking Mike. <laughs> He's got too much on him. Little baby bead. And so many people depend on him to save their lives. Like their emotional lives. I would not because I'm very sorry, but (laughs) he holds weapons like I hold weapons. He picks weapons like I pick weapons. All right. And then we move on to uh, chapter three, the (laughs) polywog, which Lainey then further titled, put that thing back where it came from or so help me. So help me. So help me. And cut. What? Watch Monsters, Inc. <laughs> it's been so long. So long. So Dustin found Dart- D'Artagnan, D'Artagnan in the trash can uh, at the end of the night. Also, I'm sorry, but if I heard that noise, I would not think it was my cat. I would have just run inside. Also, like, also a muse that. is clearly not an outside cat. No, not at all. <laughs> Where do you think D'Artagnan got the yellow spot? Because he's the only one. Dustin's love. I, n- No. <laughs> I don't think that's true. That's just what I'm going to decide. Um, also, thank it, you. what a kid move to feed this thing nougat. He was like, I don't fucking know what you eat. Here's some candy bar. Uh-huh. And like the world's worst candy bar. Right. Sorry, I'm not on the Three Musketeers train like Dustin, my little Me baby either. child bean is. Um, but yeah, he fucking evicts Yertle. Which... <laughs> so he feeds... Uh, this thing nugget 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 <laughs> and then calls his turtle yurtle the turtle sir so yeah he evicts yurtle which is fucking rude of him um i'm glad the yurtle made a comeback and also i am really sad about muse i know it's later on that he dies but it is i have never seen it i have never looked at it i will oh, really? i have never watched that scene yeah i'm just really sad about muse yeah now i miss my cat so the day after halloween Bob wants to be like a part of their lives and take Will to school, and I think it's cute that Joyce like allows him to. And clearly, like Will is like Bob is someone Will should look up to, but when he takes him to work and he's talking about he takes him to work, I'm so 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 tired. <laughs> he takes him to school. And he's talking about Pogo. Is it no Balto, Mister Balto? <laughs> anyway, sure. he's talking about Mister Baldo and. He tells him to go away or but whatever. First of all, it's just a euphemism for Pennywise. The it references Maine, Mr. Baldo, but it's just very bad advice. Clearly, as we see. I don't know if it's episode. like the worst advice. No, it's because not... like it's a good idea to stand up to your bullies, but also. It is. But like, no, I'm sorry. Will got got. It didn't um, work out for Will is the reason it's bad. But also another like metaphor or reference is when they, so when they get to school and they're in the science class and Mr. Clark is doing, like, the no longer gauge thing, crowbar through the head, which I had to learn about in an English class. 
I never learned That's about that. So I don't weird. know why people. I learned about learn it about with this. Mrs. Sasser. I didn't learn about it in English. I didn't learn about it. I don't care that you, I did. I had the same English class. It was like right before we did our Babylon, um, um, like. yeah where we had to live by like babylonian rules and we had we played like this thing where we each got a certain amount of money we each had a certain job and we had to like see who would or wouldn't make it god i don't remember this was an english class i guarantee you it wasn't my english Um, class also read greek tragedies so nope didn't do oh we did read oedipus yeah um (laughs) but it's clearly a metaphor for will because like he has they always say he's not the same since he came back from the upside down and then he becomes like possessed and jonathan even says so like he's clearly he's this is just this is clearly to me stating that will is going to be the last like boss. the final boss. the final boss i don't think we talk about them being bosses as much as we should like they don't in the show and i feel like i never saw anybody call the the villains bosses up until this last season so now we're at school and clearly we're getting to the point where like dustin came in late during the whole um uh, no longer gauge thing and he's like av club after school and he shows them dart how do they not immediately think that dart is from the upside down i don't know i did ask i like that they all were just like yeah dustin totally found a new species species i said species (laughs) species uh no (laughs) like my immediate thought would be like ah shit shit's going down again this fucking thing is bad actually my immediate reaction to 90 percent of what happens in this season would be like shit and everyone else is like what's happening with the pumpkins my immediate reaction to seeing any kind of creature like that in general would have been like get that thing fucking away from me i.e the fucking frog that jumped on me especially since they know like the gate's still open the gate was never closed i don't think they think about it being open though but they're like, the Demogorgon came through because she's like, I opened the gate. And then they never close it. And they're like, it's okay. Everything's gone now. I wonder. I wonder if they think because Eleven's gone, it's closed. Oh, well, I don't see why. Because she killed the Demogorgon. She didn't close the gate. That's not what she was trying to do. I don't fucking. Yeah, but she opened it. So if she's gone, yeah. it's closed. Yeah. Well, you know. Oh, and then Mike's a total fucking dick to Max. What's new? Yeah, he and Eleven. Power couple over there. We already talked about the party and like Nancy being hung, not like being hung over or whatever in the alley that you hate because this is the same episode. But um, she and Jonathan call Barb's mom. I almost said Barb's Barb. <laughs> Barb's Barb. I'm so tired. Call Barb's mom. They're like, meet us at the um, park or whatever. And we have this to tell you. What does her mom do? I they leave they leave because they're expecting someone to like be watching them before she shows up but like they never explain what she thought happened <laughs> and I just don't know I have always wondered about that because I have to assume that they didn't get there that much earlier and I don't know if it's like they stopped by her house and were like hey sorry yada 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 or I don't I don't fucking know I don't know and I'm very confused by that situation and where Bob's Barb's mom stands on it all. Right. I'm sorry. I forgot where it's fermented. Apparently speaking of Bob though, there are a couple instances in this season when him and Joyce are talking that I just feel like things are off. I feel like, and I don't think this was how it was supposed to be seen, but for some reason to me, it just seems like 
she's in this relationship because she knows that it's safe and okay. And she's, I think she's happy and I do think she loves him, but I think there are a lot of times that she almost gets annoyed with like how mundane it is. And there are also times where like, she just doesn't seem to really like get into the things that he's doing as much as I feel someone not necessarily should like she doesn't understand anything about the video camera like he mentioned something about how he noticed it was dinged up she so he says and I understand that he says like my VJC or whatever the fuck it's called JVC I think and she goes you're what and it's like ma'am it's a video camera you know your son took it last night please get with the times speaking of that first of all Joyce with the tiny tape (laughs) Right. She it's just, just pure comedy. She just doesn't get it. With the tiny tape thing, it's another instance where like she calls him up and it's almost like they've never had a conversation before in their entire lives. This whole conversation feels weird and like Yeah. She's just randomly calling him and then she hangs up on him and I'm like, Girl Yeah. Well, okay, so she finally gets the tape thing to work and then she's watching it and the static outline thing happens and she's like <gasps> I know the shape. That's the drawing. And I'm like, I I would never put two and two together. I sometimes like, while I think the show has like a fun way of being like, things are hidden. It's a little too. No, that's not realistic for me. No, 100% Joyce is that crazy. Oh God. (laughs) What? Nothing. That just bothers me. (laughs) Um, and then we end this episode. So we'll getting possessed (laughs) because Joyce sees the thing and she's like, I've got to get to the school. And Will had walked outside while they're trying to find Dart at the school. And he, he yells at the mind player to go away. Here's my thing. Will thinks he's in the upside down when he sees mind flayer. And then it possesses him while he's in the upside down. How is it actually possessing him? Like clearly part of him is in the upside down. To me, this is a clear indication that part of him is in the upside down and it still exists there because there's no way the mind flayer should have been able to possess him from the upside down when will's in the real world and real will in the real world was also possessed you see what i'm saying the mind flayer is not you don't see the mind flayer out in the real world he's in the upside down right so how does he possess will well i think you're thinking too hard of it being like vecna I don't see how the mind flare can possess Will in the upside down when Will's not in the upside down. I think that he's possessing his mind. Except he clearly possesses his body because then it comes out of him at the end. Well, I mean, yes, but like Will's still in control of his bodily functions, just not his like mind. Okay, how did the mind flare physically get in there in the black smoke version when he does it in the upside down? But not in real life. But then at the end, he actually comes out of... I, it makes no sense to me. It's like he possessed him from a different dimension. And then he's telling Joyce, because when she takes him home, he's like, eh, it's more of a feeling, but he got me. Like, if my kid looked at me and said, it got me. I'd be like, the fuck you like, talking um, about it got you. I'm sorry, you're lost cause. Like, I can, I can drop you off somewhere if you'd <laughs> like. I know a couple of hospitals. But um. Noah Schnapp deserves more. Oh, 100%. This season, just this, Jesus. He is phenomenal this season, and I just, I don't understand. It's too right. good. Um, ugh, this is when Hopper and Elle's fight happens, and I, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you, if, uh, it's one thing when Hopper breaks his promise and doesn't show up for Halloween. That, right. that makes me, I, it just makes me absolutely depressed. 
this scene, I usually either leave the room while it's playing or I fast forward through it if I'm watching it by myself because I can't stand watching this scene. I can't stand what they say to each other. I can't stand the screaming or everything falling and the loud banging. I get really stressed about it. Well, well, trauma. That's what it is. That explains a lot. Anyway, um, I don't like it. It makes me feel icky. Thank you for coming. It makes me feel uncomfy. And also, it's the last time that they see each other. Don't before the finale. And it's say that. Horrible. It makes me want to cry. Um, back to Will though. Joyce is like, I promise you to come to see a doctor. Because Will's like, I don't want to see another doctor. And like, I can't blame him. But then he's so cold, and it's like, bitch, you're going to a doctor, bro. Me. I don't know why, but I always tempt cold. Also, I think I'm possessed by the mind flare. Fuck Vecna, the mind flare got me. I said, also, you're lucky I'm not going to get a priest involved. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> I may not be religious, but I know what demonic possessed oh you when I see one. She calls Hopper. And just <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Hopper. I'm probably doing something cool right now. Is this something incredible? What the fuck ever? I still cool got to make that. wasn't a word back then. Whatever. I still got to make that my voicemail because it's so funny. It is hilarious. And it's the same voicemail, I think, from season one, too. Yeah, it and is. It's, it cracks me the fuck up. It has to be my voice. But if name. I were Hopper, so Hopper walks in and he's like, the fuck? Because they have all these drawings. I mean. Or no, because it's so cold. He walks in. He's like, the fuck? I would never be surprised walking into the buyer's house. I'd never be more surprised years. if it were calm. I'd be like, hmm. Something's the shoe? wrong. Where's the shoe? And when is it going to fucking drop? <laughs> <laughs> when he's talking, when they're talking to Will and he's like, I just know things now. <laughs> I'd be like, huh? And he calls them my now memories. And it's, I don't understand. It's really weird. My past memories. I don't need now memories on top of past memories. Plenty of bitches in the sea. Fuck, fuck Billy. I love the way Steve turns the water on in that scene. Okay, sorry guys, we jumped to a different scene. (laughs) It's the scene after the whole basketball thing. And Steve, Freckles, and Billy are in the shower. And fucking billy's like there are plenty of bitches in the sea and it's like billy shut the fuck up (laughs) go get fucked but they turn the water off on the steve shower and then they walk away and the way he slaps it back on like but just i don't know why but i really like the way he he turns it back on i hate billy also um nancy and jonathan go to the lab because oh they don't they, i'm sorry they, they didn't go there they were taken there <laughs> <laughs> let's um, take a trip to the lab because all the people are like staring at them and it's really creepy including like the woman with the kids i'd Ooh. vomit i would uh, throw up yeah it's awful but they take him to the lab and i first of all owen's just so nonchalant about barb's death and he's like mistakes happen and stuff and it's like dude i someone should have punched him for that but also, how did they not fucking search her? This is search one of those. B- both of them for a recording device right. or anything. Like, I feel like they would have. They dumb. This is one of those moments where I really, 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 I get so annoyed with Owens because on the one hand, I like him. I understand that he, you know, he, like, he's really looking out for Will. He's trying to help him. He obviously is stressed by what's going on and he's just trying to, like, figure it all out and make sure that everything's okay. But then he says shit like that. Oh, well, Barb was an accident, but who gives a fuck? It's like, uh, sir. And he's such a very well-written, morally gray character. And I can't figure it out. I can't stand it. I can't. I just want him to be good so I can like him, but he's not. And so I'm stressed. Right. Thank you. And at the end of this episode, uh, Joyce figures out that Will's map connects somehow. She's Joyce. And Hopper is like, 
you know, roots, they're vines. Which, um, I'm sorry, you dug down into the ground. Roots? Mm-hmm. Seem more like vines. roots to me. But the reveal of the upside down is very, when he jumps down in there and it does the thing, it's very interesting to me. But also, uh, talk about claustrophobia. And also, I love that he left, because then it goes into Dig Dug, and I love that he just left without saying anything. And they're just like, gotta fucking solve this map now just to figure out where <laughs> he Find went. where Hopper went. <laughs> Jesus. Dude, the panic though that I would feel if I were Hopper, it's like like he was nope. like being buried nope. alive. Nope. <laughs> nope. Nope. Even worse, it's not like being buried alive because that's more of like a, in this situation, it's more of like a held against my will claustrophobia kind of situation. Yeah. Where like I can't move my arms and I would lose my mind. They're figuring out the map and I don't know why, but I said I guarantee you that Mike will be like Joyce when he's a parent. Like he will be a carbon copy of Joyce. Probably. You can't change my Just mind. Panicked. All the time. But I love that it's so sweet that Bob brings games. First of all, she walks out with tape all over. And I didn't notice until this last time watching it. She's just fucking covered in tape. And I'm like, Joyce. But he like brings games to cheer Will up. He just wants to be there for those kids. And it's so sweet. Bob would have been such a good dad. I know. Oh my gosh. So Nancy and Jonathan go to Chicago here. And because... (laughs) They got the recording. Are they going to Chicago? Is that um, where Bernie is? I don't is? know. I know it's in Illinois, but I think I we just assume Chicago. Chicago. I just I just followed what you said. But the motel that they stay at so is gross. so gross. Lainey's flat out said, I'd rather stay in the upside down. I would rather stay in the upside down. <laughs> like, it's disgusting. But the, um, 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 um. The moment where they're, like, laying in bed. Well, they're, like, yeah, like, facing each other, talking with the light on. And then he, she's talking basically about like him and like she's like I waited and he's like only a month. First of all, Bruh. bro, you could have at least said I need more time. But yes, this is something I want. Also, Don't way to like slut people. shame her. Also, also, she was mourning the death of her best friend. Like you got your brother back. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but also they do the the. The little scars thing, they compare them, and it's so cute. I love it. It is really cute. Their scars are the whole reason that I want Nancy and Jonathan to stay together, because I just want them to grow old and have those scars with each right. other. Thank you. Can you imagine being Murray, though? So Murray thinks he has yeah. all this stuff. Well, first of all, what the fuck was Murray getting paid for and doing this whole time? And then and they're just like, you're wrong about everything. Oh, he worked for the Chicago Sun-Times. That's why I think Chicago. Oh, that makes sense. Um, sorry <laughs> no you're fine and then they do like the water it down loophole it's i like that they show us like a visual representation of what they're doing i think I that's agree. a really fun honestly scene. because if it had been any other show they wouldn't have done that and i would not have understood what anybody was fucking talking about because right. i'm so bad with things like that right. but it made it very clear to me which i liked also laney for some reason put in here murray is grandpa is mara I think she means because we're all paranoid. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the, like, look at the camera. It's the paranoia. It's hilarious to me. Also, how how was Murray getting paid to do all this investigating? And, like, he tells Nancy when she first comes in, he's like, I'm not here to hear about, like, the bear and the Harrington boys yard again or whatever. But then later on, when he's talking to Nancy and Jonathan and he's like, what name, name? Because he's looking for a name. He's like, knows that Nancy's whistling, but she doesn't love him. And he's like, name, name, name. And Jonathan says, Steve. And he's like, ah, Steve. And it's like, he did, he's never heard of him. And I'm like, wouldn't you have known that they were together? 
Wouldn't you have talked to Steve? I don't think he talked to any of them specifically. Because they don't seem to know who Murray is. Like Nancy and Jonathan don't know who Murray is. That's true. They don't seem to have ever I think him. he's talking to government officials or just like people like people who would have been in charge of like dealing with any of it. Mm-hmm. Um also I think he does know who Steve is. It was just more I don't know because he's not like invested in Nancy's life, so I don't think it matters that the if him and Nancy are if Steve and Nancy are dating. And I also think that he was just drunk and couldn't remember his first name. Mm. And so that's why he was doing that. Mm. I just don't... It's icky that he convinces them to sleep together. Oh, yeah. It's gross. It's fucked up. It's so, so icky. If you take out that one moment in time, Murray's perfect. I mean, he's not perfect, but you know what I mean. Nowhere near perfect. Like, could not be farther from perfect. Lainey fucking starts the next little bit of the kids off with Lucas let the muse out of the bag which is just so fucking funny to me <laughs> I lost my goddamn mind I specifically said <laughs> I like made a comment on it and said I cannot I was out lunch like reading this on my w- lunch break at work I thought I was gonna die I was trying so hard not to laugh out loud mostly because then someone would be like what are you laughing at and I'd have to somehow try and not explain but explain at the same time and it would be a fucking mess um but anyway yeah so <laughs> lucas is like i'm done fucked up with max i gotta figure out how to fix this um because he's the only one that actually cares about making max their friend i know dustin does but i think dustin's just dustin hey everyone sorry for the weird ending um we definitely underestimated how long this episode was gonna be and had to break it into two parts so this is your ending for the first part. I hope you all enjoyed it. And yeah. Okay, bye.